If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you'll discover top resources for selling strategies, powerful tips, and best practices to open your mind and performance to the next level. You can double your sales too. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Double Your Sales Now. Today, event expert Wendy Porter talks running successful virtual events, a critical need during a pandemic and beyond. As we're recording this, it's in the middle of June and we are still in the pandemic. It's in some very interesting times. So we'll be talking about that today. If you haven't yet, go to salescoachnow.com forward slash giveaway. Um, to get our free gift when you leave us, leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you. We just got two more reviews this week. We really appreciate it. It helps other people learn about the show as well. Also, because you're a podcast listener, if you haven't been to Sales Camp yet, it's now virtual because of the pandemic. So this is your opportunity to attend Sales Camp from any place in the world, which is exciting, right? And so email us at contact at salescoachnow.com and you can learn about our secret special pricing for our podcast listeners. And we'd love to help you. What's been really cool is the last Sales Camps we've had, uh, we've had attendees from all over the country, which couldn't happen in the past the same way because now you can take class from your office or your living room, right? All right, so I'm super excited to tell you about Wendy Porter. She's with us today. Um, yeah, yeah, Wendy and I are graduates of St. Olaf, which outside of Minnesota, people are like, oh, is that where the Golden Girls are from? No. <laughs> In Minnesota, people are like, oh, yeah, St. Olaf. So, Wendy, I'm excited that you're here, and I want to tell you about Wendy. She is the owner and chief event architect of Wendy Porter Events, LLC, an experiential events management agency based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Leveraging decades of marketing and event experience working with major corporations, Wendy excels in all types of corporate events, trade shows, VIP hospitality events, national sales meetings, leadership conferences, CSR events, sporting events, award ceremonies, and employee celebrations. And here's what's really cool. Wendy is a recipient of several national industry awards, including 2020 15 over 50 award by Connect Meetings, 2019 inducting into the Hall of Fame as the best special events planner by Minnesota Meetings and Events Magazine, 2019 top 20 meetings trendsetter by Meetings Today for an event series she put together for the Super Bowl back when it was here in Minnesota. Gosh, that seems like a million years ago now, um, which is amazing. And 2018 40 over 40 award by SPIN, which is Senior Planners Industry Network, and many, many more awards and accolades. So, and also a graduate of, graduate of St. 
all of. So Wendy, excited to have you on, your sh- on the show. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to, you know, we're, I'm not excited about the time we're in because it's, it's still very challenging. And, you know, we are in the middle of the pandemic. Also, the country's in deep conversations and deep mourning following the, the passing of George Floyd and his, um, his death and just the loss. And we've been covering some of those topics on the show as well. And know, know that just we are with you. And thank you for your comments on some of our podcasts that we've done on that topic. We appreciate it. And we're you know, trying to help everyone find their seat at the table and find their voice, which isn't an easy thing to do. What's important though, is that we really come together and that we have these conversations in a really inclusive way. Mm-hmm. Today, I wanna to talk about events because the world doesn't know what's next. I feel like you know, as humans, our brains like to find that pattern forward. And it seems like just when we think we know what the pattern is forward, something else comes up or things shift again. So we'll talk about that today. But Wendy, before we dive into all of that, I'd love it if you would tell us your story, your story and what brought you into this events world? <laughs> well, like most people, I actually fell into the events world. <laughs> At St. Olaf, I was a math and German major, believe it or not. Ooh. So a left brain, right brain thing. Started my career at Fingerhut as a marketing uh, analyst, essentially, uh, which was a great learning ground for learning about marketing and direct mail. Kind of rose up through that organization. I was there for 12 years um, and had a number of different positions, including international. Um, And then I left there, went to a small publishing company for about a year and a half, again, as a marketing acquisition manager. And then I got headhunted by United Healthcare. So went over to United Healthcare as a, again as an acquisition marketing manager, and my first year there, they threw this event at me, and they said, "Oh well, we have this gigantic trade show, and we're going to be a sponsor of it. And here, Wendy, you do it." Okay. <laughs> so I had never done an event in my life, um, but you know, I pulled all the files together from the person who had organized it previously, which, by the way, was the CEO's administrative assistant. So she wasn't an events person either, right? pulled together all the, the information and started learning it and um, sort of figured out I was good at it and enjoyed it. And so the plan was that I was only supposed to have that event for two years. And I was going to have an assistant um, that would learn the ropes with me and then we would roll it off and hand it off to her. So we tried to do that. Two years later, we handed it off and it didn't go very well. And so they pulled it back, gave it back to me, and then ultimately ended up creating a position for me as the director of events for the Medicare division of United Healthcare. And so at that point, I had a team. I, they added things to my plate. I got um, the national sales meetings, the CEO leadership meetings. We added the corporate social responsibility events. So we were running around building playgrounds and doing you know, food drives and all of that kind of work. And then I also had um, uh, customer benefit meetings where annually we would bring people together and we would do about 350 to 500 of those events in a season between a six-week period to educate people on their Medicare benefits all over the country. And so really wide ranging types of events. Um, So in that process, I'd learned a ton. I was at United for 12 years. Um, And uh, back in 2015, now fall of 2015, um, things were changing within the organization. They were having some business changes and that that event that I had done for 13 years where I was sponsoring, you know, the large corporate event um, disappeared. They got a new CEO and decided not to prioritize that. So things were kind of falling away. And I um, kind of felt the writing on the wall, but I was hopeful that it wasn't going to happen, but they ended up cutting our team. Um, So that happened in October of 2015. 
I knew instantly that I was going to start my own company. I'd been thinking about it for a while. Um, and I felt like I had all the tools that I needed from all the experiences I'd had in the corporate world over all those basically 25 years. We'll put it out there. Um, <laughs> over those 25 years to start my own company at that point. So that's what I did. It's phenomenal. And congratulations, by the way. So, so what I'm curious about is when you made the move and you started your own company, did you have any limiting beliefs in the, in the beginning about sales or selling or did it just come naturally for you? Like what, what happened with that? Yeah. So, you know, I think I knew what I needed to do from a sales standpoint, but it wasn't something I'd ever really done. I never sat on a sales team per se. Um, so I think I had that limiting belief that I would, I couldn't do sales or I didn't know how to do sales, but I think I really did. And it just took, you know, some, some pushes for myself and from others like you to help me understand that, I did know what I needed to do, right? It was all right there. I just had to take action. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's challenging in the beginning for anyone, like for all of us, like we have to make those shifts in our limiting beliefs and, and then we keep going. So thinking back on the trajectory of your business, was there a moment where you felt like you made it or you doubled your sales or there was more money left in the bank account at the end of the month once the bills were all paid than ever before. Do you remember that? A moment yeah, I do. Like that? So actually that was about three years in. So 2018, um, I landed a really large project with actually a former executive from United who was at a different organization. And she contacted me to run her CEO leadership meeting. We had about eight weeks to pull that together. It's a, it was, you know, should have been about a six month planning and we had about eight weeks to pull it together. And we got it done. And the comment I got at the end of that event, the chief, uh, chief of staff came up to me and said, well, that was flawless. All right, that's what I wanna hear at the end of a five day event from the chief of staff of the CEO, right? So we got that all done, but that was the year that I had not only that client, but also others. And my sales were basically triple what they had been the year before. And I thought to myself, why didn't I do this sooner? You know, why did I wait? until 2015 after I got laid off, I could have, I could have done this, you know, 10 years ago. Right. And had a much different life, I guess, because the corporate world, as most people know, is very stressful. Um, so it was a nice change. Yeah. And a great realization that you could make that yes. amount of money and yes. do what you love and be successful, have flawless events. So when you look back at that, that time when you had that triple, do you remember what the the two sales strategies were that you were using at the time? Yeah, for me, it's really all about relationships and networking. So really leveraging my existing network that I have now. Um, because of the experience that I had at, at UHC, I was really connected into some very high profile and high-end executives, um, which is super helpful because not only do they need support at times, but they know people who need support for events at times, right? So I've really leveraged that executive network that I have. Um, to make new relationships at new companies, but also to do work for those people as well. Many of them have moved on. They're not with United Healthcare anymore. So they're with other organizations and I'm getting those phone calls now. Um, and I think, you know, with the events, the events that I do are really large and very large ticket items, right? So multi-million dollar events. And so there's a trust factor that's really important as it relates to planning those events. Um, most people who are in charge of those don't feel super comfortable bringing in somebody that they don't know or don't have experience with. So that's been super helpful that I've been getting those kind of phone calls from people that already know me. So, and I, and I mean, I know you, so I, I see you, I just see how you connect and the way you connect. And I watch you, you know, connect with new people because we're, we're doing some work together in some other areas. So what I'm curious about is, you know, for someone who's out there, maybe a newer entrepreneur or even someone who wants to go to the next level, 
how do like what's your secret sauce to developing relationships or you know what would you recommend when someone's reaching out because i think a lot of us feel like oh i don't want to be annoying or i don't want to be pushy like what would you say to them yeah i think it's about saying yes you know leaning into the yes um if someone's asking for help i think it's always a good idea to to try to support them if it's a, a new entrepreneur or somebody that's just looking for some support or wants to talk to you about starting a business or whatever, I'm more than happy to take those kind of phone calls because you never know where that relationship might lead, right? So it's, I think it's saying yes to those types of things, people that are just looking to, to network, but it's also saying yes to other opportunities. So if you have a chance to volunteer for something, say yes, because you don't know who you're gonna be exposed to within that network, right? So it's, it's about getting exposure to as many people as you can that may have a need to your, for your product. When you think about the relationships that that you built in the corporate world, how often do you reach out to your key network, like people that, you know, maybe have moved to other companies now? I mean, do you reach out once a quarter? Do you reach out once a month? Like, how do you stay in touch and do you send anything? Like, what do you what do you do in that area? Well, that's a great question. And I think it it's sort of different right now in the COVID world, right? Yeah. So I would say before COVID, you know, it was kind of like a quarterly check in you know, uh, with some of those re- very senior leaders that I'm connected to, they're really hard to get in touch with. And so I would at least try to get together with them for coffee or a cocktail or something maybe every six months, just so we can meet face to face. Right now, at least at the beginning of COVID, it felt a little inappropriate to be reaching out other than to say, how are you? Right. right? Yeah. So I think it was more just staying connected to make sure to support each other from a personal level not really from a business level, just to kind of keep that relationship, you know, warm and the business will come down the road if you maintain yes. those relationships, right? So, so right now, what would my answer be today? You know, June 17th, um, I, uh, I, think we're, I think I'm feeling like we're getting back to the place now where it's appropriate to start reconnecting more from, a, to talk about business more than just how you doing kind of conversation. Um, one thing I was just sitting on a call earlier today and we were talking about tactics for uh, reaching people because people are ignoring phone calls, they're ignoring email, they're, you know, and somebody said, you know, mail them something, snail mail, you know, write a really nice, thoughtful, handwritten note and send it to that person just to say, hi, I'm thinking about you, I'm still out here, you know, love to reconnect, do something like that because you'll get noticed, I think, more right now um, because mail really isn't as, as common right? As all the other ways that people are trying to communicate. Yeah, that's a great idea. We're finding with some of our clients who work with industries that have been shut down for a little bit that are opening again, like schools and others, um, that they're sending a simple survey out. It's a note to say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Um, I want you to know I'm here for you. Would you take a minute just to let us know how we can best serve you? How can we help you right now? And Mm -hmm. it's interesting you know, the, the responses that are coming back in and the information, it's just been really valuable because people mm-hmm. are, they're raising their hands saying, this is, this is what we need from you right now. Right. And a lot of businesses have to pivot because maybe they're not, they, they need to offer new things and they don't know what their clients need right now that they could offer. So I think right. it's, it's going back to what you said too, just being willing to reach out and say to, oh, you can still open with, are you okay? Like, how are things going? Right. right. Now? I think it's, exactly. it's very timely. And, and that way, you know, cause no one, we don't want to be considered, you know, tone deaf or like we're missing anything right now. And so don't feel like you have to skate over that. Just open up that conversation. And if they're fine, then they might just say, Wendy, I have an event coming up, right? Like right, exactly. I've been hoping, I'm so exactly. glad you reached out to me. Right, exactly. 
So I'm so excited to talk to you about like how the event world is changing and how we can stay in front of that. I mean, Wendy, you're an expert in event management, event production, so many areas. You've helped really high-end clients have very successful events with you know VIP types of clients that they have. So what do you want to share with us? What do you want our listeners to know about what's happening in the events world, what we should be aware of, or any strategies you can share with us? So again, I think it's, everything is just so unknown right now. Um, as it relates to live events, I just saw a survey actually earlier today where they're out polling people to see kind of what's the appetite for live events coming back, what, what's the timing that people think might happen. And we're really looking at, you know, second quarter probably 2021 at the earliest, I would say for larger events. Um, I think a lot of corporations have travel bans right now because they're just uncomfortable having employees going out and traveling and having exposure. Um, and then, you know, other events that are that are hosted, like association events and, and industry type events, you know, they have liabilities that they're not comfortable with, right? They don't want to be the first one to host a gigantic industry conference and have COVID breakout at their conference, right? So everybody's kind of watching each other and what are they doing? And, you know, so there's still just a lot of unknowns. And then you also have in the state plans, right? Where you've got states coming out and saying no large events over 250 people until there's a vaccine or a treatment. So the state of Illinois has said that, the state of Michigan has said that, um, New Orleans has said that. So, I mean, those are three major markets right there that are basically saying no events until there's a vaccine. So you've got Chicago, Detroit, and Orlando. Right. So uh, for me, at least in the types of events that I do, which are typically over 250 people, I think it's going to be a long road. Um, So my clients, for the most part, are shifting to virtual. So we're doing a lot of work on that right now. I've been doing a ton of research over the last three months around platforms and the right platforms for the objectives that that my clients have so we can meet the needs properly. And it's not just about a Zoom call. Right. It's you know, making sure that you understand the objectives of your client and then matching the right platform to that objective. And sometimes it's multiple platforms. Sometimes you need bells and whistles from a certain platform integrated in with another, right? Um, So there's just been a lot of research around that. Um, I think hybrid is gonna be a big thing in the future. I think we're gonna see in a hybrid event is when you have both a live and a virtual component. I think we'll see that because I think, A, we're gonna be needing to pull together smaller groups of people so spaces, for example, you know, we'll have to have a third or a quarter of the amount of people in a room that we've had in the past so we can have proper physical distancing between people. Um, so I think we may get to the point where we have, you know, what used to be a 200 person meeting, maybe we have 50 person people, very key critical people that are there in the room, and then another 150 that participate virtually online. So they're still getting the content, but they're not necessarily in the room. Um, so I, I yeah, that's how I see it evolving. And I do think it's going to take into 2021 before we start seeing really live components coming back. Yeah. So I'm all like, oh, you know, it seems it's just a lot to think about, especially for someone like you, like this is what you do. So I can't imagine your brain every day kind of just trying to figure things out for your clients. So let's, I want to, I want to define a couple things, larger events. Does everyone define a larger event as 250 or more, or is it kind of all over the board? Oh, it's, it's probably all over the board, but I, I think from an industry standpoint, yes, I, I think we would say 250 or more would be considered quote large. Okay. And so <laughs> I read a statistic 
early on about Zoom and, and technology and, you know, that most adults only have an attention span of seven minutes on Zoom. Right. So right. if you don't become interactive, if you don't like, that's why someone comes to virtual sales camp, like we've got people moving, like you're in groups, you're doing things like I got to keep you, I got to keep you with me. Right. Exactly. So talk about, I know you've shared a few of these with us um, before, but what are some of, or with me, what are some of those what are some of the cool technologies or platforms that you're seeing um, that you might be looking at for some of your clients right now? Yeah. So as I mentioned, what I'm doing, at least for one of my um, clients, is multiple platforms together because no one platform does what I need. So I wanted to make sure I had a high quality signal that was extremely secure. So that means I can't use like a Zoom or a GoTo or a Microsoft Teams type of platform. I have to use something that's much more dedicated and much more secure, which we call that a, a live stream. So it's more like a TV broadcast, okay. but that way. Um, so that is my actual stream that we're going to be using. And then we have another platform within that that will allow us to pull people out and put them into our small groups because we have a need to have at 1.7 concurrent workshops going on. So yeah. to break up my group of 200 people into these seven smaller groups. And then they also want super micro groups. So down to like three to four people to do really small team networking, because one of the components of this particular event is the networking piece of it. And then we're trying to replicate that. So, so I have multiple different platforms helping me accomplish all these different goals. And then added to that, I have um, a mobile app which I think is really important. So a mobile app will allow you to basically do all your registration on that particular platform. And then you can bring in like survey questions. So if you're trying to get information up front, you know, to help um, drive content, you can ask survey questions within that process. But then you can also bring it into the event itself. So we can set up live polling. So we can do, to your point, every seven minutes, you need some sort of interruption so that people's mind kind of comes back to the, to the content. So, you know, you go through a certain portion of your content and then maybe you pop up a live poll and you ask a question and you have people engage with that live poll and then you show the answers on the screen or you do a word cloud. You know, maybe it's at the very beginning of your session and you want to find out where's everybody coming from. So you just have them type in a one word thing. You know, I'm from Minneapolis. I type that in and the word cloud comes up on the screen and I can see where everybody's coming from. Those types of things are really fun because they're creative. It gets some, some you know, um, yeah, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Energy, get some energy yeah. into the meeting, um, get some creativity into the meeting. So you wanna make sure you're doing those types of elements. Um, and then other things I've seen, so there are some fun, fun things happening out there now with different companies. So I've seen, you know, there's virtual happy hours where you can work with a company. I saw one just the other day where they actually are working with local restaurants and hospitality groups to package up these kits and it's all local. So like if I want to get a cocktail kit, it would be delivered from a local Minneapolis pur purveyor and they would bring all the stuff for my cocktail and my rum and my everything I need. And then we would have a mixologist on the virtual event and they would teach us how to make this cocktail. So what? we'd all have a cocktail and then we'd all have happy hour together and drink our cocktails. So that's kind of cool because it's a fun engagement thing, but it also is employing some hospitality people all over the country in the different cities where you have attendees, right? Yeah. So that's a fun one. I've seen, um, there's a company called Song Division, which they actually do live entertainment throughout the event. And then they actually write a song. So they'll listen to the content as you're going and they'll write, jot down keywords and then they'll put it to song. And at the end of the, end of the event, they'll perform the song. You know, so fun, cool, innovative things like that that you can weave in um, 
you can, you know, you could do lunch. Like if you've got people all over the country, you could send them a coupon for Grubhub or whatever, whatever Uber Eats or whatever the, you know, the most national delivery services, give them a $25 coupon, they go off, you know, order their lunch from their favorite restaurant and gets delivered to their home for lunchtime. You know, so there's a, and, and then you can send, sorry, I have so many ideas, I could keep going. You could send um, giveaway, giveaway boxes. That's another thing, right? That you typically get at a live meeting, you get a nice giveaway box. Well, create swag, right? That you're sending out to people. So it's, it should be both a combination of functional things. So maybe it's a journal and a nice pen. And if you're doing the cocktail, maybe you're sending them a cocktail glass that's branded or something, but then also some fun elements. So like fidget things, a lot of people need to you know, play with their fingers while they're thinking. So give them something to do, you know, the little fidget, silly putty or the fidget toys um, or fun glasses, you know, that you could take a picture of everybody with their silly glasses on or whatever. Yeah. There's all kinds of ideas um, uh, to keep people engaged and create a true experience, not just a webinar. That's the difference. To create a true experience. I love it. So here's what's interesting. A year from now, right, is the time frame that you're talking about when people might actually be going back to live events potentially. Although here, here's what I'm wondering. We as humans become creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. As people get more and more comfortable on technology, having events on technology, getting Grubhub delivered, you know, what do you think, what is the future? I know you mentioned hybrid. What do you think is the future? Do you think virtual events will become more of a thing or do you think people will be so hungry to get back to live events in person? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I think the human touch is really important, right? And we're all, I mean, I know I feel this way after yeah. I haven't seen my folks in six months, you know, and you sort of crave contact with people um, and your friends. I mean, it's strange not to be going out with your friends and going out for dinner and just doing stuff together. And I think we're all going to be craving, I'm craving it now and it's been three months. I can't imagine how I'm going to be feeling first quarter of next year, you know? So I think there's going to be a definite, desire to get back together with, especially with your industry colleagues and people that you really, you know, you like, and you really enjoy being together and you thrive and ideas get generated that way. And I, I think there's still, it's still going to be out there. I just think there's going to be a fear factor. There's going to be some PTSD that comes out of this as well. So you're going to have some people that um, have a fear of traveling and they don't want to expose themselves, or maybe they're a high risk or whatever that's the group I think you still have to meet their needs. And I still, so that's why I think there's gonna be a virtual component to meet the needs of those folks and then others will be in person. Yeah, good point. And we'll be much more adept by then. We'll be good at adding that virtual component on with all those options that are out there. So, well, so great. This was phenomenal information. And I'm excited, like I love your energy around virtual events because I think it's gonna get other people excited that you know it's, it's possible to make an interactive, exciting and fun event that's memorable, that's still possible. So Wendy, on that note, what, I know you have a couple things that you wanna share with our listeners on how to engage with you and you know, can they have a conversation with you? And then also, I know you have something special for anyone who might want to hire you. Yes, so I'm super easy to find. So my email is wendy at wendyporterevents.com or you can just reach out on my website. So that's just wendyporterevents.com and my, there's a, a contact page on there. So you can reach out to me that way. Um, I'm also on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. So you can find me on any of those platforms as well. And then uh, for your listeners, we're offering a free 30-minute consultation uh, regarding a client live event that they're trying to host or a virtual event that they're trying to host and maybe trying to repurpose. 
um, and then we'll do an audit as well. So um, we have a package to um, for $1,250 for up to 10 hours of our time. Uh, we would do an audit of current plans. So if someone's already thinking about an event, they kind of have some plans in place, but they're not super sure if it's the right thing to do, um, we'll take a look at that, give you some feedback, and help you devise a strategy. And that's a savings of about $1,250 as well. Excellent. So if you're interested in working with Wendy, please, please reach out to her, connect with her, um, have that consultation. And then also if you have an event and you want some support on how to make it super fun and interactive, take advantage of that special um, package that she has available right now. Wendy, you are such a valued and important part of our community. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being on the show and thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So much fun. And listeners all over the world, thank you for being part of our community. We love hearing from you. So if you have a show request or you have a question for me, email us at contact at salescoachnow.com. And for all those of you who are listening in the Czech Republic, we hit number one in marketing. So thank you. We appreciate you. We are, we are popping up in different countries right now, which is really exciting. And we'd love to hear from you. And finally, we are still, we still have the giveaway going. So if you go to salescoachnow.com forward slash giveaway and um, you leave us a review on iTunes, then go back to the website. You can put that review there and we have a special gift for you. So if you feel compelled to leave us a review, definitely take advantage of that as well. That's it for now, everybody. Thanks for being here and make this your most epic month yet. Thanks for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in next week. And until then, we'd appreciate your review on iTunes.